Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game? Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. The more you read, the more things you will know. And the more that you learn, the more places you'll go. And that's by Dr. Seuss. So I want to welcome you all again to The Profitable Photographer. And since today's topic, oh, I'm so excited, is all about Instagram, I just realized I haven't shared my Instagram handle. Is that what it's called, Maria? Handle. Yes. So it's The Profitable Photographer and then underscore pod. And so I regularly post who is on my show. So it's a way for you to get a little reminder like, oh, yeah, I'm going to listen to that show from Maria again. So anyway, I don't know why I've never mentioned that. Anyway, I'm excited because if you've listened more than a few times, you know that not only do I love people that I've known for years and have the privilege of having them on my show, but I love to make new friends and learn, learn, learn. And so Maria Oliva, or is it Oliva? (laughs) Oliva. Oliva. I love it. She reached out to me and I thought, what a perfect guest. So I'm excited for myself selfishly to get to ask her all things Instagram. And then I'm happy to share it with you. So Maria is the CEO and founder of SMS Media. It's a social media coaching business for wedding vendors in the DC area. She's on a mission to change the way wedding photographers and other vendors approach Instagram by helping them create sustainable and fun strategies that work around their schedules. She's been in the digital marketing world for over seven years and has a passion for teaching others how to break the mold of what people should do, air quotes, to be successful on Instagram. And also, this is big. She is passionate about helping people avoid burnout. So Maria, welcome. I'm so excited to have you on my show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Good. So we're both excited. Tuesday morning, March, what is it? 29th, 2022. And if you're listening to this five years later, we're still excited. (laughs) (laughs) So Maria, I'd love a quick little story about you know, what your background is that has helped you be the expert in this field and excited about it? Yeah. So um, full circle, 10 years ago, I actually wanted to be a wedding photographer. Fast forward a few years after that, um, I had graduated with my advertising major and um, my bachelor's, and I just found myself in a job that I loved, but wasn't my passion. So it was during COVID times, and I remember thinking, you know, now's the time to do what I love, which is social media. Mm. And um, naturally, when I launched my business, a lot of wedding vendors gravitated towards me, specifically photographers, too. And I found myself really enjoying working with them, really understanding who they were. And it's such a fun industry. I also think 
the value of the wedding industry is community, which is one of the main pillars as a community. And that's one of my main pillars in life, but also in my business. Mm. So then I decided to focus specifically on wedding vendors. And I've been doing that ever since. Oh, awesome. So my first question is, will a lot of these tips also be applicable to portrait, boudoir, executive photographers? Um, Yes. Okay. So yes, everything that I teach is can be taken for any industry and any vertical. Um, even though you know there's usually a more emphasis on photographers, wedding photographers, um, boudoir, and any wedding vendors, you could still take what I'm saying and juge it to your your business. I like that juge. You said juge, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I need to juge my hair today. <laughs> So uh, let's start with why Instagram is a great tool for attracting those perfect dream clients. Because I imagine that yes. that's what we want, not just attracting anyone with a pulse, <laughs> but exactly. the dream clients that we're going to love working with, that invest well, that are easy, fun share with their friends. So why is Instagram a great uh, tool? That's such a good question. And the way that I like to think about it is, who is your ideal audience, which you already mentioned, right? Where are they? Usually, your ideal audience is maybe a little bit younger in their 20s or early 30s. They use Instagram on a day-to-day basis. They use Instagram to find coffee shops and wineries and other vendors or Um, people that they want to work for, work with, that's what they use. So Mm -hmm. that's where wedding vendors and other um, photographers should be spending their time at because people are actually using the platform Mm. to search for their services. Okay. So if somebody like my ideal photography client is a, a grandmother with little grandkids. So it sounds like that maybe is not the perfect place. But because I, you know, I'm in that, uh, Mm -hmm. I know it's hard to tell, but I'm in in that age category where all my friends that I've known for decades have the most amazing grandbabies. So, um, and they're not on Instagram. You mentioned know where your audience is. So if your Mm -hmm. audience is the Instagram person, then that's a great place to go. Yeah, because you can't market yourself everywhere or in, you know, any social media platform just because there should be a reason why and an understanding of who your ideal client is to know. So maybe for you, Lucy, Facebook will probably be the best place because that's where usually people around that age are hanging out at and sharing their pictures. And there's other like minded people in that platform. Whereas Instagram, it's, you know, younger audience in their 20s. And maybe TikTok would be for, you know, um, Gen Z that's 18 to 21 years old and are like starting their life. So every platform has a different audience. And it's very important to understand where your audience lives in so that you can promote your content there. Mm. So how do you figure out where your audience is hanging out social media wise? A lot of research, um, a lot of talking to them and doing market research with clients that you've had or past, you know, current clients or past clients about 
where do you like to spend your time in, right? Like, you know, where do you hang out at? Where do you look for? You know, where did you find me? Was it a referral? Did you do a quick search through hashtags? Was it a post on Facebook that somebody shared on a group? Like, really understanding, and it all comes from the source, from the actual Ooh. clients. Ah, done. I'm guessing too for clients that we already have we could check their Instagram and see if they're Mm -hmm. active check their Facebook see if they're active Uh, I don't have a TikTok account although I do like to dance Um, (laughs) but uh, that makes a lot of sense so you think that the high school kids are moving away from Instagram yeah, they, they're moving a little bit away from it. They're using more like TikTok. Um, they still use Instagram a little bit. I'm not going to say that it's completely discarded from it. From But from what I know thus far, they're spending more of their time on TikTok. Um, I don't know if there's any other, maybe even Pinterest mm-hmm. might be another place. But um, definitely, you know, it will depend on every business, which is kind of what makes it exciting. What works for one person doesn't mean it's going to work for the the next, right? Right, right. And for me, when I'm coaching, one of my first goals is to help people specialize at least for a while. And one of the reasons is because you can't market everywhere, like you just said. And so if I've got a, if I choose executive or boudoir or seniors, or for me, my passion is kids. I'm I'm every kid's aunt Lucy. And uh, like, I now have, I I live on a corner. And so there's a bunch of kids that as their parents are taking them for a walk with their dogs, they're like, they run up to get their hello and have a little aunt Lucy time. So uh, needless to say, in my second iteration of my career, first was weddings. I was a kid photographer and I would think, because these are moms in their 20s, that that is potentially a great way to market to the younger moms. Yeah. So, yep. and on Instagram, I had a thought in there, and then I just went off on a tangent about all the little cute dudes and dogs. There's also dogs that need pets <laughs> from me in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. So, we were talking about specializing because our marketing budget and our education efforts. If we pick a lane, then it's it's like perfume versus cologne, right? That we can concentrate and get mm-hmm. more power. I actually agree with that because, and I know a lot of wedding vendors and photographers specifically, because there's so many verticals that you can, you know, focus on and specialize in. A lot of people struggle because, you know, a lot of us that are creative, we just want to generally help others and do what makes us happy to make other people happy, right? And we struggle with niching down or like specializing in one vertical because we think we are going to limit ourselves to the amount of people that we can serve. And the reality is the complete opposite. Because Mm. when you talk to everyone, nobody feels identified. But when you talk to one person or one specific type of person, then more of those people will start coming and gravitating towards you. And a good example is when I launched my business, I just wanted to be a social media manager and help as many people as I could. And I wasn't signing clients. The clients that I was getting weren't paying me enough to even pay one bill. And once I decided to focus on wedding vendors, 
it was like a bridge in the water just like opened mm-hmm. and all these things started flooding in and all the opportunities and podcast interviews and Instagram lives and ideal luxury clients. And I was like, oh my God, all of that I've been missing because I wanted to talk to everybody mm-hmm. instead of talking to one type of person or business and help as many people in that space as possible. Right. And that also doesn't mean you can't help other people. Mm-hmm. I have restaurant clients. I have other types of clients that are not in the wedding industry, but I do specialize in that. So that gives me another sort of report in the wedding industry and in that field too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm thinking about, um, so have you been to a cheesecake factory? Yes. Okay. You see that big menu? That menu, like probably the wait staff has carpal tunnel syndrome carrying those ginormous menus around. And then I'm sure you've been to a, a really great restaurant that has a chef mm-hmm. in, and it's written up in the paper and it has a line or you have to make reservations and their menu might just be on a chalkboard or just a one sheet that changes. And, you know, when you go to Cheesecake Factory and you say, what's good, they, how can they say, you know, and I've never had like a few times I've been, it's never been like, oh my gosh, I have to go back and have that again and again. So yeah. And uh, definitely the smaller uh, luxury restaurant is going to, you're going to drop a lot more cash and the experience is going to be memorable. You're going to tell your friends. Absolutely. And that's, that's one of the things you don't want to overwhelm your audience with all this information, with all this, like, I want to help everybody and do all these things more like being specific. This is what I specialize in. If you, you know, don't want that, then great. Like, you cannot follow me, right? Like I am very blunt in that way. Like they'll probably unfollow you. You're, you'll start losing some followers, but you'll gain more ideal followers that can actually convert to clients and pay right. you for your work. Right. And I think it also helps us make decisions of what to say yes to. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times in my coaching, when I'm trying to get someone who already has a fairly established business doing a lot of everything Someone will come to them with an opportunity like, you know, headshots for the whole business and they'll be like, should I take this on? And we have to go back to how much time is involved? You know, does it take away from your ideal clients from the work you already have? Does it light you up? You know, do you feel excited or do you feel stressed out about how to take it on? Right. Can you afford that time to work for so little? If you can earn, you know, two to five thousand dollars for one client, yeah. So thank you. I we're in alignment <laughs> on that for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So I would like the hawk's eye, bird's eye view first of all of Instagram, so that I, you know, I think I understand, but there's things I don't like how people have conversations. There's, you know, I'm a little confused. So, <laughs> confuso, is that Spanish? Confuso? Confundida. Confundida. I'm a little confundida about that. <laughs> so, big picture. Yes, Instagram essentially is a photo sharing app, right? And the main goal for Instagram and for the algorithm on Instagram is to build communities. 
Instagram wants people to stay as long as possible on the app. That's where building an engaged community, responding to comments, responding to messages, reaching out to new followers. Thinking about it, I think about it as a free networking platform online. Mm. Like If you were going to a networking event in person, what would you do? How would you respond to people approaching you? How, you know, what would you share to them if they asked you all these questions and FAQs and all that is the exact same thing that you would do on your Instagram profile. Exactly the same thing. Okay. So when I do a post, then somebody might say something Mm -hmm. and then I say something back. Yes. And then what? And usually what you should say back is an engaging conversation. So let's say you're posting an educational post about a common question that you get from clients, right? Like an FAQ. And then you go into the tips or or reasons why you're giving that answer. And then the person responds and says, thank you so much for these tips. These were so helpful. I can't wait to work with you soon. And you can say, I'm so glad, you know, that you love these tips. Let me know if you have any other questions or DM me and let's chat more about, you know, this topic. Or you could say something like, which tip was your favorite one? I'm so glad this was helpful for you. That way you're asking another question to them and the conversation will continue to go. And Instagram will see it as these two people have built a relationship. Ah. And your content will be shown more often to that person. Ah, okay. So I post something, somebody sees it, they make a comment, I comment back. That's not just like, uh, thanks, but something Mm -hmm. with more uh, meat on the bone. And I'm assuming then we'd want to follow them back and comment on theirs. Is that? If you want to only, like if you go to their page and you like what they're posting about you think maybe they're an ideal client or potential collaborator then sure you can follow them back and maybe like their last post and comment on that one or um, if they followed you and they're a new follower you could go to their profile and say hi so and so thank you so much for following me I am so excited to meet you can't wait to chat further like just welcoming them into your community so the a private message Yes, a private Okay, message. so you can, I'm like asking like first grade questions here and let's pretend I don't know the answers to these because <laughs> on some of them I don't. <laughs> okay, so there's different ways to connect. So there's a private message on Instagram. There's mm-hmm. responding to posts or if they have a post, you can make a comment on their post. Mm-hmm. How does that build community? Like do other, first of all, is that, the two ways or is there a third way so there's okay. stories there are hashtags there's posts and there's private dms so stories are pe- what people post about every day they last only 24 hours the posts live on your profile forever um hashtags people actually use hashtags to promote their businesses so other collaborators but also to find services so it's good to engage there too and then the last one through private messaging. Okay. So stories. I did not know they poofed in 24 hours. Mm-hmm, they disappear. So stories. What What would 
you post in stories? What kinds of things? Usually behind the scenes of your business and what it looks like to edit, to go to a wedding or to a shoot. Um, You can talk to your audience face-to-face about what's going on in your life. If you went to dinner, like all the behind the scenes of what goes on in your life. Because one of the most important things that people forget about is people don't want to work with businesses. People want to work with Lucy. Mm -hmm. They want to work with Maria. They want to know, like, and trust us in order to, for them to even consider working with us. So how do you build that? By giving them an inside look and who you are and who you're, you know, what your personality looks like, what your business looks like behind the scenes, that Mm -hmm. things that most people don't see and just showing them a little bit about your life. People are snoopy. People (laughs) love seeing what you're up to and like, they like the drama um, the stories also have a feature now where you can look at, you can add in close friends. So like a very limited group of people that will see other types of content from you and you select what that content will look like. And I've shared things about ex-boyfriends, about anything that comes to mind. And I asked them, I'm like, do you want to continue seeing these types of stuff? And they're like, yes, absolutely. Keep sharing with us. <laughs> okay. And that just makes people connect with me. Ah. on a you know first basis Mm -hmm. and then it builds community because people have something to say usually about me today I posted something about dancing to an awesome song ridiculous right but people started responding to that like oh my god you're so silly or you're so sassy or you know that starts a conversation with people Mm -hmm. and then they feel like they know me I feel like they know them and they're my friends then they become my friends and then clients eventually yeah ah I love knowing this. I'm always afraid to click on, I guess now they're called, re- no, are reels? Reels? Stories different. Stories are different. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. notice if I click on a friend's story in Facebook and I make a comment, it just goes to their private messaging. Mm-hmm. The same thing will happen on Instagram. So other people wouldn't see my comment on a story. Exactly. Okay. And stories are usually videos, mm-hmm. right? Although you yeah, could. it could be pictures as well. Yeah. And they live on your your profile picture on your profile on Instagram. There's usually a circle that says, you know, you can click on and it'll show, you know, okay. your stories for the day. Okay. So it's kind of like Wordle. You get it now and it goes away. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. I haven't ever played Wordle, but from what I've heard, yeah. It is it's different. once a day. And if you don't do it today, tomorrow, there's a new word. And exactly, it's like that. Okay. (laughs) So hashtags um, are like, if I was looking for, let's say someone to partner with, like, okay, I am going to ask you a little, a few selfish questions in a little bit about Instagram for my podcast and my coaching business. But so if I was looking for a like-minded children's business, in San Diego, then in Instagram, I can hashtag children's boutique or children's circus or dance studio or whatever Mm -hmm. specific thought would come to mind is that and then I'm going to get a whole lot of choices of Instagram accounts that put a hashtag with that. Is that is that right? 
Yes, yes. I would be more specific as to if you want to find people, businesses in San Diego, then the hashtag should be hashtag San Diego moms, hashtag San Diego boutique, or hashtag San Diego kids boutique, or hashtag San Diego parks. Places where your ideal audience or these people that you want to collaborate with are hanging out at because I know so many people that Let's say I'm traveling to San Diego and I want to find coffee shops where I can work at while I'm there. I will literally look hashtag San Diego coffee shops and follow different places, look at what they look like, what the reviews look, what do their profiles look like. And then I make a decision and add into my list what places I would like to visit. Ah. I feel like there's there is this door already that I kind of could see through. And now you've stepped me into like my <laughs> mind is going, ah, so what just popped in my head is, uh, okay, so one of my superpowers when I was a wedding photographer for 12 years was building community. Mm-hmm. And of course, back then, uh, dinosaurs had weren't still roaming the earth, but it was pretty close <laughs> to that. <laughs> I would meet them at weddings. I would meet them at um, bridal shows and I would develop relationships. So Mm -hmm. if I was like, okay, I'm going to start this all over again and be a wedding photographer in San Diego. What I'm thinking, tell me if I'm right, is I could hashtag San Diego florist, San Diego DJ, San Diego cake bakers. and. Like their pages, is it page? Profile. Follow them. Follow yeah. follow them, and make comments, and send them private messages that say, "Oh my gosh, I'm a photographer, and your cakes. I've heard about them. They're the most delicious in town. Or I had a bride that is using you, or recommended you. Then I could also." You know, tell me if my little like, oh, things falling into place. Then when I do an event or I go like there's a bridal show coming up in San Diego um, in April. So if I was starting over, I could go to the show. I could meet people, take a bunch of pictures of their booth and their face, do stories. Can you tag stories? Mm -hmm. Tag the person and then do posts and hashtag. San Diego flower power. That's the, my favorite cake baker in town. And then that, so that starts to make the connections. Um, so this is a loaded, yeah, this is a loaded question. So let me back, backtrack a little bit. So if you use the hashtag, you have to think about who the person behind the screen is and what they're experiencing. So if I find, for example, I'm in the DC area, so I, often use hashtag DC wedding planner to find and engage with other people's posts. I don't always follow them because Instagram does see it as spammy. If every single person that you find, you start following, but I do, you know, respond to their, a few posts that I like from certain people, the ones that resonate with me, the ones that I find that are interesting. And then I go to their profile and maybe I'll like one other post that I find interesting, wherever that lays on their profile. And then um, if they follow me back or I see them multiple times after that, I won't just say, hi, I'm Maria. I'm a wedding social media manager. Like, 
I would never do that because they haven't even said anything back to me, right? Right. Yeah. So I would continue to nurture them, like watching their stories, responding to what they're putting out there, sharing other, you know, commenting on other posts. Um, I think it is different from vendor to vendor. So it would depend on what vendor you're, you know, commenting on or engaging with. If it was a referral from another couple or if you had heard of them actually before, then it's okay to message them and say, hey, like, I am so happy I found your profile and came across it because I've actually heard from you from so-and-so's wedding. Right? Okay. That would already be a great communication piece. But not doing that all the time if it doesn't feel right or you don't mm-hmm. have that connection piece, right? Um, and then you could obviously, if you go to a bridal show uh-huh. and you show up and take pictures, and I would share that on your stories and tag them on your stories. Okay. That way they kind of can see you and your profile, but not on your feed because your feed should be used to nurture your audience and to nurture your clients that you want to convert. So just sharing it on your stories where they can share it themselves on their page. You can start building that connection, but, and then you can follow them because you've actually met them. Right. And that'll build that connection, but then not sharing it on your actual profile, unless you have like professional pictures or something like that. Does that make sense? Is that helpful? Yes. So I would not want on my regular, on the post that live forever to, let's say, take a picture of the cake in the booth and say, oh my gosh, I love Flower Power. They've been the best cake baker for 40 years in San Diego. I wouldn't want that living on my own post. Is that what you're saying? You could do it if you, part of your content pillars or types of content that you're posting out and your strategy is doing vendor showcases then it's totally fine to put it on your post, but it should be a strategy behind it. What Mm. are you trying to accomplish from that post apart from just connecting with them? So that would be the only instance where I would share other vendors or um, collaborators on your profile, not just to build a relationship because the relationships you also want to build are with your clients. So if you're sharing a post of another vendor and you're showcasing them on your profile, then you should talk about your relationship with them or how many times you've worked with couples that have used their services and where they can contact them. So you see, like there's a bigger strategy there than just sharing it and talking about how great it is because you could just save that for stories. And still get good results from it. Okay. With a story, because what I was imagining is if someone's searching for flower power and they see that I've posted a picture of a cake from a wedding that we did together that that's flower power, but it's photographed by me, then mm-hmm. they see, oh, she's a photographer, and then they follow me as well. Yeah, but then that changes because it's not, you're not sharing a picture from a bridal show, you're sharing a picture from a wedding. If you are both vendors at a wedding, you can share however many pictures and tag all the vendors in there because that is part of your strategy. You are showcasing your work. But if it's just from a bridal show or a any trunk show or something like that where you're just meeting people and other couples, then I would stay away from that. Okay. So what I 
am connecting the dots in my head. And again, tell me if um, the dots are leading to where I want to. Um, just like if I were a pet photographer, one of the things I would do is I would start building relationships with other vendors that have the same clients. But I wouldn't just walk in and hand them a brochure to a vet's office and say, I want to put pictures on your wall here, that I would find a way to build a relationship. Like one of the things mm -hmm. I always recommend is if someone's doing a show of like, let's say a, a pet expo and they do a, a drawing for a, a wall portrait or other second place prizes, which is a session. And, you know, anyway, that's a whole other thing. Okay. So in the enter to win form, there's a question, who do you recommend as a small, you know, to, to serve pets? What, what small businesses do you like? And so then I can call and say, Hey, I'm a pet photographer. And, you know, Susie Jones told me that she absolutely loves what you do. And I'd love to learn more so I could possibly share you with my clients. So little, it, am I on track there that you like stories are going to be that little like, hi, hello, I want to know more. I'm here to serve and not like, boom, let's get you in my Instagram and try to like get you to connect and refer and am, am I on track or am I? You are on the right track. I think also it's important to remember that you are not only on Instagram or, you know, vendors are not only on Instagram to collaborate with other vendors. You're there to serve your audience and nurture, you know, couples or pet owners into actually working and booking you. So while you can definitely build a bunch of connections with vendors, that shouldn't be the main priority because that will come with time because of the hashtags you're using, because of people who are following you, people who you are naturally connecting on a one-time basis, you know, like one-on-one -on -one basis. But yes, on the right track with stories are a great way to talk to other vendors, to showcase their work if you go to a show, but not like every day you won't be talking to vendors on your Maybe you, because you are a coach for that industry, you you could you could definitely do that, but not not for every vendor or every photographer out there. Okay, yeah, but you can use it to cultivate relationships that could lead to a phone call, could lead to going to lunch or going into the bridal shop or something that you you've broken the ice and you've started to have a certain level of familiarity that you can expand on with your ideal vendors is that yes okay yeah and that would be by showing your face talking to them as a human just to your audience in general people other vendors will start connecting with you and will start messaging you naturally um, and then you can say hey do you want to meet for coffee you know the wedding industry and photographers and creatives we are very community oriented. Right. So the community is not, I don't think, a big problem. I think where the struggle comes in is how do I stop engaging with other vendors and make money off of this platform? Mm. That's like the biggest struggle that I see from clients. They're like, 
okay, well, all of my comments and interactions are with other vendors. I want to actually attract couples or I want to attract clients that will pay me money. That's why I have been kept going back to users and your ideal client is the main focus. The rest will come naturally because that's just who we are as people okay. in the community. Okay. So how do you make money then in the if you had a one second answer to that, what would that be? Or maybe you just said it, but can you say it in a Oof. different way too? A second answer is not possible for this one because it takes a little bit of, of work. So there's three different things. You have to build a community. Okay. You have to show your face and you have to have a strong strategy. Okay. You can't post to post just because you need to, you feel like you have to. There should be a strategy, some consistency going on. You are answering back any DMs that come or inquiries that come your way. You're trying to attract the people that, you know, through those hashtags and through stories, attracting those ideal clients and then showing your face. Because like we said earlier, they don't want to work with the profitable photographer. They want to work with Lucy. Mm -hmm. They know who Lucy is. They like, they know, they trust you, and they're going to start referring people to you. They're going to start booking with you, and that's that's where the line ends. Got it. Got it. So one of my, I can't remember who this was, but we talked about on another podcast episode about the value of getting visible. Hey, I'm here. And then the value of having strategies for pulling people into you. And now I think with weddings, it might be easier to get work by being visible more than like portraits. People don't wake up one day and go, oh, it's time, at least rarely. So there's their strategies once people have this no like trust factor or maybe are searching ways to directly pull people to to say yes uh i want to work with you now so when you say yeah. a strong strategy what i'm hearing is you're not just like everyone says i just want to get my name out there just getting our name out there in instagram isn't enough if we don't have a, a sales strategy to get them to like on a phone call, direct in in our studio email. Am I on base, off base? Um, you're on base, but I think so. There's a a sales cycle, right? Not everybody who is on Instagram, or who, regardless if you're a wedding photographer, portrait photographer, pet photographer, there's different stages of a buyer's journey, mm-hmm. and this is where I, where I geek out about because a lot of people on the internet are not marketers and they don't understand. And that's okay. That's why I'm here for. So there's a, there's different stages in a buyer's journey. A lot of clients that you will have may not even know, depending on your business, right? May not even know that they need your services. You know that they need your services, but you are being visible so that no matter where the people are on the buyer's journey, whether they don't know they need your services yet, or they already know about you a little bit, or are actively searching for your service or product, or have inquired with somebody in the past and they just want to renew, right? These are all the different stages. 
that you can still nurture them into becoming a client. Because I've had a lot of people that I've connected with for over a year that they didn't want, they were fine. They didn't need any social media help. They were fine doing it themselves, but they connected with me as a person, thought that my tips were super cool and easy to follow, and they just followed me. Or people that hadn't even launched their businesses yet, but followed me for some reason. And then they were like, oh, I actually may need Maria. Mm -hmm. I may need to outsource my social, right? So it is more of, you don't need to know what the people are in the journey quite yet because you're only going to convert the people that are further down the line. And those are the people that are going to reach out and inquire with you. But yes, being visible and showing content that either entertains, educates, um, inspires, or promotes your services. Like those are the four different things. And I'll say it again. Either you're entertaining, educating, promoting, or inspiring your audience. Okay. Every single time you post, you should be doing one of those pillars. Great. I have two different questions. One is self-serving, although it also serves people who want to listen to my amazing guests on my podcast. (laughs) So I want to get to that in a sec about how I could use this to help become more visible, you know, as a podcaster for my ideal people. But Can you talk a little about the design elements of what you post on Facebook? Is this something that's in your wheelhouse? There was a workshop that I took where they talked about the difference between just randomly putting a bunch of pretty pictures with hashtags Mm -hmm. and having a visual strategy so that it looks branded. So can you talk about that and how to design your post? Yeah, so consistency as far as branding is very important. Making sure you're using the same colors, making sure you're using the same fonts for your brand. But I am not an advocate for having a perfectly curated feed on your Instagram because nobody cares about that except us as creators and perfectionists that we are, naturally. Your ideal client is not going to look at your profile and be like, this isn't quite right. It's okay. not perfect, uh-huh. right? Okay. So it doesn't matter. You can have as many pretty pictures as you want. If you're going to use Canva graphics or any sort of graphic, making sure that they are either the same template or have similar scheme, the colors are the same. You know, branding is important. What's most important is the substance of your captions. Mm. What are you saying? How are you saying it? And how is it translating to somebody else? That is what's important because I've seen, and this is one of my biggest pet peeves. So I'm going to use this podcast to reel it in again, posting pretty pictures with a small quote and some hashtags will never, ever, ever, ever convert or lead to anything on Instagram. Because people don't have anything to say to a happy Friday. Hope you have a great weekend. Mm. What are people, if you saw that, what would you say to that? Like, thank you, you too. Like, there's no, or you'll be like, "Mm, I'm not going to comment, like, and you keep scrolling, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's thinking about how can I start conversations with people? Like, how can I educate them in a way and ask them a question after to under, number one, either understand that they got what I'm saying to them and that they really understood my tips, or I ask them a question that will make them 
respond back and say something. If you look at my posts, um, if y'all go to my posts after this, some posts have 30 likes, but it, they have 20 comments in them because I have an engaged community because community is very important to me mm. and creating captions that speak to people that make them want to say something back is one of the biggest things for me and it gives results. That's what will give you results on the app. So for example, what instead of, let's say I'm a wedding photographer and I post a picture of a couple and I put a little quote, love is in bloom. And, you know, so that's like, wah, 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 right? Yeah. So what would I do instead, let's say, using that photograph as a base? Well, it would depend on your pillar. So either you're educating, promoting, inspiring, I forgot the the fourth one, but entertaining. you would have to choose, yeah, entertaining. So you would have to choose which pillar you want to focus on on this. So let's say you're educating, then you would use that picture and say three things you didn't know about the wedding photographer. Mm. You know, I get asked these questions a lot, or these are things that most of my clients don't know that I do on a day-to-day basis. And then you go one, two, three, and then you ask them which one of these day-to-day tasks for wedding photographers surprised you. Very simple. It took me three seconds to come up with that with that caption in my head, right? But you're already telling them something that they don't know. And it could be educating about, you know, what how to find the right wedding photographer or like all the different tips that you can give out there. But on this particular example, at the end, if you saw, I asked them a question, which one of these tips or tasks that I mentioned was like surprised you the most people are gonna actually read that and be like I didn't know you spent 15 hours editing a wedding right after you know a gallery right after a wedding and then maybe 20 days later you were still editing you know people don't know these things because they're not in our businesses Mm -hmm. so just asking them like yes it's great to give tips but you want people to say something after that so you ask them a question that we call call to action to have them respond back to that. Okay, so I've got a picture that I love that I think will catch somebody's eye. Mm-hmm. And then I put a caption tips to have the perfect engagement session over it in a Canva. So I don't just post the photograph or can I just post the photograph? So click on it and they'll then see the tips and questions. So remember on Instagram, you can't click on the images. You would have to go and scroll through like a carousel. Um, Facebook is where like the images shows up and then you click see more and then the whole caption will show up. So on Instagram, it will depend on what you want and what your audience wants to see. You can test it out and see, do I just post a picture? Do I post a carousel? That's informative. That's more of a personal and like every business is different. So the the tip will be different based on your audience and what they respond to the best. Okay. I don't know what a carousel is, but if I was going to just do one picture, would I put a caption in front of the photograph or no, no, I, you just I would do the, the picture. picture and then they're going to mm-hmm. click. And then, then there's the hashtags and whatever else on the right yep. side with the, here's some tips uh, so it'll be at the bottom. Remember on Instagram, you have the picture and then at the bottom is the caption with all the substance underneath, not not on the side. 
Mine goes on the side. Are you doing it on your computer? Yeah. Yeah, okay. that's why. Okay. But yeah, so this is all, a, that's another reason why this appeals to the 20s is they're, they don't have big desktop computers. They're looking, or at least they're not checking their Instagrams, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So then it's on the bottom because on a computer, it's over on the right. So anyway, you just put your caption and those questions. And if you then have an intriguing, like, invitation to respond, then you're good to go with good hashtags, a couple of good tips, ask which is your favorite or what are you most surprised about? Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. And it shouldn't be tips all the time either. No. You have to switch around. Yeah. Yeah. But just thinking about like yeah, yeah. one good juicy post. Okay. Now I will say that uh, one of my friends who has a maybe sign language business. She used to just post random candid pictures of things happening in her, in her studio space. And then she learned about the branding and making like a checkerboard. So one of my friends changed where her Instagram was more branded colors and a nice pattern and within two weeks, her followers went from like 100 to like 700. So, mm-hmm. um, but I hear you that more content is important. I know you need to jump off. I also know you have a freebie that you'd like to share with us. Can you uh, tell me real quickly what that is? Yeah, absolutely. So I give a lot of free tips and exactly what I've been doing today, just like sharing all the tips you can follow me at SMS underscore media PR on Instagram and click on the link in bio and see all the freebies that I have in there and look through my profile because I'm always sharing a bunch of good tips on my stories and on my feed. Okay. And you had an Instagram selling guide. So that will be in the show notes. Thank you so, so much for reaching out. And I feel like maybe I've graduated from first grade to third grade now (laughs) and everyone stay tuned for my wrap up. And I know you're all super happy and are saying thank you with me to Maria. So thank you. Thank you. So that was awesome. I learned a lot. I don't know about you, but I have a ton of notes and I want to remind you to go to Lucy Dumas coaching com to sign up for my free book, 10 Big Ideas for Marketing in the Real World. And I would love for you to go to my Instagram, the profitable photographer underscore pod and follow and, you know, let's connect. So quick summary here, as I like to do, she shared that one of the most important parts of an Instagram account is developing community reaching out to our ideal clients, figuring out where they are, figuring out if our ideal clients are active Instagram users. And if they're not, then we're going to want to think about another platform that might be better. And we talked about how being niched can actually get us more work for many reasons. And so, you know, we're on the same page with that. Ask her overall, what the heck is 
Instagram. And if y'all are out there like, Lucy, where have you been? (laughs) There are just so many programs and learning the ins and outs. Anyway, okay. Number one is a photo sharing app. Two, it builds community. Three, we respond to comments and that is how we get action. Four, we can private message people. Five, we can reach out to new followers. Six, it's a place that we can have stories, hashtags, uh, DM posts. And she said, whatever it is, seven hashtags should be very specific. Hashtags are searchable. So if someone's looking for what we do, uh, the hashtag will help, uh, help them find us when they search. And she said to make money in Instagram, we want to build a community, be visible, have a strategy, answer the DMs. And then I really liked this. I think this is the heart of it, is each post should either entertain, educate, promote, or inspire our audiences. And every post we want to think about what's the intention. And... It's also a way that we can connect with other like-minded people in our specific niche. Um, I think that's a really valuable tip. Thank you guys for listening. And I hope this was one of those like, oh my gosh, I wanted to know all that about Instagram and didn't know where to ask. And be sure to reach out to Maria Oliva if you have more questions or reach out to me. All right, that's it for today. Bye. You have been listening to The Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.